I want to talk to you tonight about reviving revival. So I'm going to tell you a quick story about how I got the name for this message. So at first, I was going to preach on reviving dreams, which coincidentally, Pastor Stephen preached on Sunday. I don't believe in coincidences, so I was sitting there praying, and then this being our summer revival, the word revival came to my mind. I'm like, okay, that makes sense, being summer revival. And then I heard the word revive. And then if you're big into grammar, Revive is the root word of revival. And then, I like it, I thought. And besides, who doesn't love a good play on words? So, if you look up revival on Google, it has three definitions. The first is an improvement in the condition of strength or something. The second is an instance of something becoming popular, active, or important again. The third is a new production of an old play or similar work. Now we're going to take a look at Revive, which also has three definitions. Coincidence? I think not. Number one, restore to life or consciousness again. Number two, regain life, consciousness, or strength. And number three, give new strength or energy to. So this message is going to be a different style than I normally preach. This message is going to be more technical. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take all three definitions of revival and I'm going to break them down into three separate points. And then I'm going to tell you how we can relate that to our relationship with Christ. Number one, an improvement in the condition or strength or something. Now, you could probably see how this translates into our relationship with God. But if you need to hear it, just plain and simple, we need to improve the strength and condition of our relationship with him. It's that simple. If we don't have anything in this life, the one thing we need is a relationship with God. He is longing for us to have a relationship with Him. We have relationships with our friends and our family and all those who are important to us. So why can't we have a relationship with the one who created us? Our relationship with God should be the most important things in our lives. There are a few ways of our relationship with God. Number one is by praying. Luke 18.1 says that he spoke a parable to, to them that men always ought to pray and not lose heart. By reading the Bible, Mark 13.31 says heaven and earth will pass away, but my words by no means will pass away. By fasting, Jesus said in Matthew 17.21, however, this kind does not go out except by praying or fasting. If we do all of these things, our relationship with God will improve. James 4.8 says, Draw near to God and He will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. So in case you need to see it, if you're one of those people who learns by saying, I want to show you what that looks like. So if Lance, if, oh, he's already on stage. So, um, so basically, you, you just keep praying, keep reading the Bible, you just keep fasting. So notice, every time I take a step, He's taking a step towards me. And you just keep praying. Just keep fasting. Keep reading your Bible until you're close. So close that you can physically feel Him. So, one thing most people don't realize about me is I'm actually CPR certified. Thanks to four years of NJRTC and you've got to have it now to graduate. So, one of the first things they teach you is after you call 911 is that there's a certain window that you have to revive the person. So they teach you after you call 911, you just keep doing chest compressions. And this, we can translate this into our relationship with God. So let's say we're the one on the ground and we're trying to revive our relationship with God. 
we've already, we've already reached out to God being 911. So we've reached out where we're sitting there still doing chest compressions until finally, until finally we just keep going and then God shows up and he takes it from you. Lost my spot. Oh, um, number two, an instance of something becoming popular, active, or important again. Now, I'm going to break this one down even farther. So if you're taking notes, this will be 2A, become popular. One of the definitions of popular in the Briticana Dictionary is accepted, followed, used, or done by many people. Our goals as Christians should be able to get everyone to accept Jesus as a Lord and Savior. I want to ask you a question. How do you cause God to become popular? The same way you cause a business to get customers. You tell everyone about him. Mark sixteen fifteen says, And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Notice the last part of the verse says to every creature. So technically, we're supposed to be preaching it to our cats and dogs. And I know a cat that needs Jesus. I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> So if we went out there and preached the gospel to every, everyone and everything, I believe God would become popular again. So how many here have heard the Make Your Bed speech by, William, by Admiral William McRaven? Now, if you haven't heard it, I really suggest looking it up. So just to sum it up, in 2014, he gave the commencement speech to the graduating class of 2014 from the University of Texas. And he tells them 10 lessons he learned at his time as a Navy SEAL and how he can translate it to everyday life. So I promise I'm going to tie this into the message if you just bear with me. So I thought, who better to tell you about this than Admiral William McRaven himself? And if you will turn your attention to the big screen. So the university's university slogan is, what starts here changes the world. Well, I've got to admit, I kind of like it. What starts here changes the world. Tonight there are almost 8,000 students, or there are more than 8,000 students, graduated from UT. So that great paragon of analytical rigor, Ask.com, says that the average American will meet 10,000 people in their lifetime. 10,000 people, that's a lot of folks. But if every one of you changed the lives of just 10 people, and each one of those people changed the lives of another 10 people, and another 10, then in five generations, 125 years, the class of 2014 will have changed the lives of 800 million people. 800 million people. Think about it. Over twice the population of the United States. Go one more generation and you can change the entire population of the world. 8 billion people. I'm with Admiral McRaven on this one. I like it too. What starts here will change the world. That's what they're going to be saying about the churches. What starts here changes the world. Actually, I believe that we should be saying that every morning in our prayer closet, before every service we go to, when we're looking just for someone just to talk to, we should be saying, what starts here is going to change the world. And they're going to be saying that about revival. I think I just found victory a new slogan. Now I'm really fixing to tie it in. Now let's reread. Part of that quote with just a few modifications. But if every one of you tells t just 10 people about Jesus, and each one of those people tell another 10 people and another 10, then in five generations, 125 years, the class of 2014 will have told 800 million people about Jesus. 800 million people. Think about it. Over twice the population of the United States. 
go one more generation and you can, t- you can tell the entire population of the world, 8 billion people about Jesus. Now that's from 2014, so I imagine that number has far increased. Become active. I lost my spot again. Oh, there it is. We can make revival active in our lives by just really seeking God. First Chronicles 16.11 says, Seek the Lord and His strength. Seek His face forevermore. Evermore, sorry. Notice this verse says it twice. I was once told if someone tells you something more than once, it's important. When we seek God, we get closer to Him. The closer we are to Him, the more active He'll be in our lives. Become important. God should be the most important thing in our lives. If He's not, ooh, excuse me. If He's not, you're doing something wrong. If something's important to you, you always take care of it no matter what. Our friends and our families, they're important to us, and we wrong them all the time. And we always try to make it right, even though there's a chance they won't forgive us. Then why don't we try to make things right with the one who will forgive us no matter what? Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven says, Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Number three, a new production of an old play or a similar work. Now, this is the one you probably have at all been wondering how I'm going to tie it into. John 14, 12 says, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. Today, it seems that a whole bunch of shows are being revived, especially shows from the 90s. Quantum Leap has been revived. X-Men 97 has been revived, just to name a a few. If all these shows are being revived, I say it's time for us to revive revival. All of these trends, all of these songs, all these different things from the 70s to 90s are becoming popular again. I say it's time for us to make Becoming on Fire for God popular again, just like it was in the 70s. Notice it says, the works that I do, he will do also. According to our definition, it's a new production of an old play or similar work. I should note, I'm using the phrase similar here as exactly the same. That means that we will do the works that Jesus did and greater works. In the Bible, there are 38 recorded miracles that Jesus performed. Now, there are way more that aren't recorded, but 38. I'm using 38 as a reference point. So if Jesus did 38 miracles, according to that verse, we should be doing more. Since Jesus did those, we could classify those as old works, right? Well, since we're supposed to be doing them now, couldn't we classify them as a new production of an old work? So we live in a cancel culture, many of you know that. I'm just wondering, when did we cancel revival? When did we cancel God? Well, you know, there are many scientists out there now trying to disprove the existence of God or quote-unquote cancel Him. Well, I have news for them. You can't cancel God. God is about to make a huge comeback. Revival is about to make a huge comeback. They're going to be in the surprise of their lives when they both make a comeback. So, just to recap, revival is an improvement in the condition or strength or something. Number two, an instance of something becoming popular, active, or important again. Three, a new production of an old player's similar work. Now let me ask you, how do you get revival in your lives? By seeking God. It's plain and simple. That's how you get it. And 
you got to be like Jacob who said, I'm not going to let go until you bless me. So that's what we're fixing to do real quick. I'm going to have them bring the music up, and we're just going to go into a moment of seeking God. So if you would, Jeremy. says this, restore us again, O God, of our salvation and put away your indignation towards us. Will you be angry with us forever? Will you prolong your anger to all generations? And my favorite quotation, he says, will you not revive us again that your people may rejoice in you? See, there's something I know that is about fires. Right? And as it turns out, if you have a seeking, if your wood is ready and you want some of that fire and you see somebody who's already lit, all they got to do is pray for you to receive it and it's yours. I ask that everybody that wants some more revival in their heart come up right now. Y'all come on up right now. One of the ways that we keep our wood dry, right, is to think about those sins that the Holy Spirit's convicting us of and just go ahead and ask for forgiveness. It's simple. I ask for forgiveness every single day for something stupid I said or did. Paul says it like this I die daily. So if he's not convicting your heart, ask him to. He's only going to discipline those that he loves. Heavenly Father, we ask you right now in the name of Jesus that you forgive us of our sins, that you place our sins as far from us as the east is from the west, that you cast them into the sea of forgetfulness. Father God, we ask for revival fire in our hearts. Will you not revive us again, O Lord? Will you not revive us again, O Lord? Revive us again, Father. Revive us again. Revive us again, Lord.